Well, hello everyone. This is Kale Marker and welcome to the Kale Marker podcast where we post a new podcast daily about something interesting in the world, uh, the epiphanies that I have throughout the day, the ahas, the thoughts that I want to share to you to add value to your life and help you grow. Uh, We also do what we call the Saturday Sauna podcast and we also have some guests on the show. These are either experts in their field um, or they are just people I freaking love. So give it a listen, like, share, subscribe, tell somebody about it and tell me how much you love it. Also, I wanna share something with you. I just launched a new product called the Gap5 Journal. I'd love for you to get the free digital template. So go to gap5.com, that's G-A-P-F-I-V-E.com and you'll get the frameworks there. Thank you. Well, hello, everyone. It's uh, another episode of the Kale Marker Podcast. So happy to have you. Um, I wanted to start off today's episode with kind of a little bit of a story. Um, but first, there's like a concept that I've kind of implemented in my life. Um, call it radical ownership, taking ownership, extreme ownership. I'm attempting and purposefully using uh, words like radical and extreme. Uh, One, that's kind of my personality, but two, um, there's a gift in it when we're all in. And for me, the word radical and extreme and extreme ownership uh, means that I'm all in. It doesn't mean... um, when I feel like it or circumstantially, um, it's something that I can continuously strive for. And this is kind of a topic that I had um, been learning about, been adapting for my life. Um, And today I was listening to uh, a podcast um, and they were kind of talking about this same theory, the theory that um, everything is my fault meaning it me, it ends with me. Um, and for a lot of people, that's a goofy concept. I know for me it was, it's like, but no, this person said this, or no, they did this to me. And, um, where there is merit to, um, things that truly are out of your control and truly, uh, where some very disgusting things that happen in the world and happen to people that are completely out of their control. But, when we the 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 circumstance around that is though when when we accept that things are always out of our control and we continue to adopt that it seems at least for me that <clears throat> when i well for for example um about a few years ago i started implementing this process and uh that was strongly because of my background of just not being in a place that I could like be truthfully looking into the mirror and like be proud of the person that was standing in front of it. Like I, from an external standpoint, like I was hitting my markers. I was, you know, I was an entrepreneur. I was earning, earning money. I guess I was helping people. I was married and I had kids and, um, I had food on the table and things. I was just checking them off the list. Check, 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 check. And, but the issue was 
like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't actually, I was still freaking out. I'm like, I'm, I'm not living a life that I'm actually proud of. I feel like uh, I'm going down this, this, this spiral. And one of the concepts is I went through the divorce and the, the sale of the gym and feeling like I've let everyone down. Um, I adopted this radical acceptance. And the reality was, is because the only thing that's been constant through all of my relationships, the only thing that's been constant through all of my school life, the only thing that's been uh, constant in my friendships or insert this, insert that was me. And so no matter if it was this person's fault or that person's fault, a lot of those people aren't even in my day-to-day life. They're not even in my yearly life right now. And so trying to have control over other people, at least for me, has just proven to be a terrible idea. And so I've adopted what I call radical or extreme uh, ownership. And I don't, I'm not using the word uh, responsibility uh, purposefully, although if that makes sense for you, maybe that's a word that may, may make more sense, the ability to respond. So it's not as powerful to me as then taking ownership. And it also doesn't feel um, in my bones like it's important enough. Um, so for example, um, looking back on my divorce or looking back on not being able to spend time with my kids as I was going through that or add anything, add where I'm at in my current situation has to do with every choice that I've made. Now, there are a lot of things and I know that some of you may be like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I mean, I felt that way too for a really, really long time. I, I have truly felt like no, it was been this person's fault, um, or they should have done this, or they just didn't understand, or I didn't articulate that well, or they, they misinterpreted that. But the, the, the reality is, is what I found is that every time I've kind of put that, what I'm actually doing is I'm giving them control. I'm giving people um, in external circumstances control over who I am and the results that I have in my life. Results meaning the quality of my relationships, uh, the quality of my financial uh, position, uh, the quality of my enjoyment out of my work, um, time with kids, being present, all of those things. And when I accepted that complete ownership, that everything was my fault, I have found that I have been able to almost get this feeling of control back, that Yes, I I could take the victim route. I I do think it's a victim route, and not at all cases, and and, and actually in all cases, it's still a victim route. Um, but I feel like when I do that, I empower myself to then find a solution or make a change, versus giving giving the people the power um, over me, right? That I feel powerless to make a decision. That I feel. Um, really no motivation to make any change because it's, it's always outside of me. It's always them. I'm always relying on the outside circumstances, the outside person to make a decision for me. And so what I've learned is and, and adopted into my life and I'm still trying to work through now, even in examples like um, my relationship isn't perfect and we still are trying to learn that. Um, 
we want something different than both of the examples that have been set in front of us by our parents and there's nothing wrong and that's why you specifically use the word different we're looking for something different because we're different people with different agendas and so we really don't have a map it's kind of like parenting we're learning it along the way and we attempt to communicate it about it and oftentimes what i've found um <laughs> which is an old old concept i guess is just applying the yes dear but actually going a little bit further not just saying it to get out of the the circumstance but to actually accept the other person's truth the, what they're saying as truth um not necessarily as like a manipulative thing, but as a, oh, this is how they're seeing the world right now. Um, what can I do myself to do to kind of understand the circumstance and then kind of make the decisions to adopt uh, a new a new way of going about it? Not necessarily adopt, but take a new uh, route, uh, try something new. Um, and so, for example, what I've actually noticed is that when I find myself being frustrated or I find myself wanting change in other people or something makes me angry, something makes me feel like that's not right or that's unjust, I actually start to look first where that behavior might be lying with me. Where where might I be not listening all the way? All the way? Like if someone's telling me um, – or if I feel someone's not listening to me, or if I feel like someone's upsetting me, um, I'm going to make sure that most likely this is like my guiding light. This is what I strive to do. I'm not perfect. Uh, I am. I'm a, I'm a learner. A long time. Uh, I'm on this long journey of learning, as you will. Um, and so when I can step back and say that, oh, I I am frustrated with this. And instead of acknowledging that and blaming that person, I'm going to take just one moment to figure out where this might be in, in my life that I'm doing this with a, another person. And for example is uh, once upon a time, I hired um, someone to complete a task for me. And um, I attempt to do I, I attempt to be there as much as possible to help them do that. And, and I'm, I'm hoping to cultivate a level of transparency and honesty. I know that things happen in life and sometimes people can't deliver what they're doing. I have certainly been in those types of positions. And in this circumstance, this is what it was. I had asked the person multiple times how they might need some help or how I could be of help to get them uh, to a position that they may be able to execute this on time. And from my stance, uh, the person responded back that everything was fine, uh, no problems here. As we and I'll be able to deliver on such and such day. And the issue was is that when we got closer to such and such day, I had heard crickets and nothing. And I started to think, well, maybe this person isn't getting there. So again, I reached out and I asked, hey, maybe uh, if you need help, I'm here. What do you need? Do you need resources? Uh, you know, how can I help you really pull this across the finish line? And they're saying, well, I'm feeling such and such way. Uh, this is going on, and I'm not really there. Okay, great. It's due tomorrow. What you know? What do you need help with? Uh, I'll get it to you by tomorrow. And this kind of um, cat and mouse game went on for a couple, a couple weeks, if you will. And so I looked at myself and I'm like, before I respond, because we are in the age where it's not all over phone conversation or person to person. So this is via text. Uh, before I respond, I say, where might I? 
where where in, in my life am am I I have a resource who has requests of me um and is super willing to be helpful and I'm not I'm not acknowledging that. I'm not taking their offer because I feel like it's just a thing they're saying. And I actually found out that this was happening in another area of my life. And so it's going back to the concept of extreme ownership of saying, oh, this is actually happening in my life. I'm going to reach out to this person who's been asking me for help, which I really desperately need their help. I really need to talk to them. Um, I've been almost hiding from them because I have been unwilling to face that I'm really um, exhausted. I'm really uh, not in a position in a headspace. I've overbooked myself with some of the things I'm doing. And I... When I got that off my chest, I the, the funny thing that happened is, one, the person had a completely different response than I had the worst that I could have ever imagined, which is so true with a lot of things. We, I don't know if it's just the human brain. I haven't studied it enough to know. Uh, I've, I've heard plenty of people talk about it, but our brain is wired for survival. It's not wired for like common sense thinking. It's We try to avoid situations of pain and discomfort and rejection. And so we make up these stories about how bad they be. So we just might not have to do them. It's something like that. And this was a circumstance where I totally did that in my head. I totally was like, this is, this is going to be bad. I've let him down. I've told him my word. And, I, you know, all, all these things that are crossing my mind, all meanwhile, he said, hey, I'll help you. No problem. Like, just let me help you. And so when I finally got to the point where I admitted where I was at, admitted why I hadn't been communicating. Uh, I had actually admitted that my frustrations were with somebody uh, else who was similar and that kind of inspired me to uh, look into my own actions and my own behavior and then eventually make communications with this guy. The other fascinating part is that when I did this, the person that was I was also extending my hand and that I was getting slightly frustrated with because I was there to help. I was there to offer resources. I was there to be there for them to help them get across. But I wasn't I wasn't living that myself. So therefore there were choices in my life that I was not making um that I was asking of other people. And I find the more that I'm willing to do what I ask other people to do, which isn't the exact task for say, like we all have our strengths. So when I'm asking somebody to do uh, a writing assignment or a Facebook ad or like they have their skill set, so it's different. And so what we're asking for is more of the communication aspect. Am I communicating with this person? Am I Am I asking that they behave the same way that I'm, I'm willing to behave just like I would, would be asking for help over here? And oftentimes what I find that when I'm not doing that, when I am having expectations but doing and living something else, that when I get those more in sync, I find in a ton, like all aspects of my life, I start to fire on more cylinders. And what I mean by more cylinders is like things start to move uh, better, quicker, they're more enjoyable, uh, more laughs, more smiles, um, more productivity, uh, better health, better mindset, better sense of pride and looking in the mirror. Um, and this, this, it, it does kind of come from a place of being very Im- impressed upon as a child. And uh, recently with this coronavirus, I've really talked to my family quite a bit. Uh, and I've really attempted to do that 
a lot more in my life as I believe that's just more important. Uh, it's not always convenient. Uh, and I, 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 <laughs> it's not always convenient to talk to family, but it's always important. And it's always important to make time for them because we never really know what's going to happen. But it was very impressed upon me as a young age. Uh, and I, 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 have, I have no daddy issues, not anymore at least, but it was very impressed upon me that do as I say, not as I do. And by no means am I attempting to throw my, my, my dad under the bus with this, but I don't think it works that way. As, as a dad myself, like I wear my bike helmet. I don't have to. No one's telling me I have to. But if I want my kids to wear their bike helmet, then it's, it's like I need to as well. And there was actually a specific story where like I was riding – we was getting ready to ride bikes. We were getting – pull them out of the shed and they was like, hey, boys, go ahead and uh, throw on your helmets. And um, the, the other one's like, well, why aren't you wearing a helmet? And I'm like, um, good point. I'll grab my helmet because I really didn't have an answer to that. Because I didn't have an answer that would say, do as I say, not as I do. Because that, to me, doesn't build a, a system of trust when you are attempting to set an example for people, right? Like kids are, and I talk about this a lot, we, just, and I don't even think it's just kids. I just, human beings are so impressionable. Like just notice the next time someone's around you and they pull out your phone, just notice, like I am such a bad person at this. Like if someone pulls out their phone, I'm going to pull out my phone. I have to be super aware not to pull out my phone. Uh, but the reality is, is that we're so impressionable as, as human beings and it doesn't change. So when we're looking at taking extreme ownership, what I think that means is behaving in an example, in a manner, in a way that I have one, have power over my environment in, in as much possibility as possible. There are things completely out of our control. But if we can can just take ownership for those things even outside of our control, not take take on shame, not take on blame, but take extreme ownership over like, hey, if I if I just take ownership of this, that means I have control over it. That means I can attempt to uh, make changes. I mean, I can attempt to try something new. I can attempt to solve this problem. I can attempt to insert whatever you want to call it. And so my challenge to everybody, and it's just whenever I challenge you guys, this is another challenge to me. Uh, I think you guys um, have no idea how much this podcast and doing this podcast uh, helps me in my day. Um, it's a way for me to serve. It's a way for me to think of, of serving. It's a way for me to think that you guys are watching, that I, I may let you down if I behave in a certain way. So if I want to try and eat this food or if I want to try and you know, communicate this way or give up on myself. I kind of think of you guys. So for that, I really appreciate uh, all the listeners for tuning in. And my simple challenge to you guys, like I was saying, is to just find a way to, to take a little bit more responsibility in your relationship with your significant other. When, when you're feeling all the blame or you're feeling like they need to take all the blame, I'm not asking you to take on the blame. I'm asking you to just, just to soak it in, let it sit there and see maybe where this behavior or a similar behavior might be um, might be inside of you, and maybe you can start with that because that is what you can have control over. You cannot control what your partner does, but you can control what you do, uh, and that is uh, your ability to respond. So that is responsibility. Um, this episode's been awesome to talk about and share with you. Uh, hopefully, you've been able to connect with some of the stories. Um, 
one way you can be super helpful is to just keep listening to the podcast, subscribe on the channel that you, your favorite channel. Uh, go over to uh, Facebook and like the Kale Marker page, uh, LinkedIn, the Kale Marker podcast. Um, you can go to kalemarkerpodcast.com and submit your email. That way I can send you some emails. Uh, I'm getting a little more uh, better at sending emails out to people as well. I uh, just really want to be able to offer as much value uh, to you guys. I spend a lot of time each day trying to learn as much as I can to be able to give that back to the world and add value to the world. So uh, again, if you like this, please screenshot it, send it to somebody, say, hey, this was a really cool concept or whatever you learned, just kind of share it with somebody else. Uh, one thing that I have found super helpful uh, helpful for me is that when I learn something new, I attempt to, and then I stole this from Jim Quick, but I, um, <clears throat> the guy is incredible, by the way, um, is to just try and teach it as fast as possible. Uh, you're learning for two that way. You're really going to start engraving that into your brain. So uh, if there was something that kind of uh, stuck out to you and you want to share it with a friend or a loved one, please do so. Or if you have any questions for me, please reach out. I'd love to be able to start that conversation with you guys. Uh, last but not least, um, the Gap 5 Journal. So I'm actually giving away 30 uh, days of the full journal. It's PDF. I, I finally figured it all out. I got it for you guys. It's free to use. Uh, the, the power of this is that um, for those who are kind of maybe starting the journey or going through some real shit or real hard times or you're not really completely happy with where you're at and you need some radical shifts, this is the frameworks that I use. These are the questions that I ask myself uh, to, to really get out of that depression, get out of those uh, bad relationships, get out of a terrible financial situation and start moving in the direction and actually seeing day-to-day progress. For those of you who are some a little bit more experienced, um, the frameworks still exist. Right, it's still daily, uh, uh, morning and night, some uh, written journal routine that helps you kind of accomplish and see results instantaneously. It's a framework that's going to guide you. It's not going to lock you down. For me, I did not like the the idea that I had to follow something with to a T that was going to tell me what to do. So I designed the frameworks to be. Um, for you specifically, not my ideas, but for you to be able to get the most out of it. And if you basically the whole purpose of it is just to show up and to go through the process every single day, uh, knowing that if you go through the process, you're going to see the progress every single time. So uh, if you're a beginner, definitely grab this. If you're experienced, you can challenge yourself and go a little bit deeper with it. Uh, some of the things might be a little familiar, but it's going to stretch you a little bit more to try this. So head on over to gap5.com. That's G-A-P. F-I-V-E.com to get the free templates, the free workouts. It's a fillable PDF for 30 days. It's got the, the vision maker. It's got the daily and uh, in daily intentions, daily reflections, and weekly takeaways. Um, I have put so much time and energy into it, uh, and I'm just giving it away because I believe that everyone needs this tool. And uh, really, the, the only way to get it is through these frameworks. So anyways, I'm signing off. Sayonara until next time. Thank you and stay tuned.